up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Deja View Podcast, your only podcast. That's it. That's that's it. It's the only thing. The only podcast. Only one that's available to listen to. That's right. Uh, this podcast, we're talking about The Sopranos, talking about season four, episodes five, six, and seven, correct? No, five and six. Well, I thought you said we're doing three. No, we're doing two because uh, halfway point is episode six. We're directly in the middle of the entire show. Why did you say t- three? I never said three. I said we could start at three. Uh, okay. Well, now the tables have turned, sir. <laughs> have they? <laughs> this I've is the first three. time. This is the first time you're ahead of me, I think, in any show. I'm a wee bit ahead of you. I know what's going to happen in three. Three isn't that... Mm, did I have anything I really wanted to say about three? Nah, yeah, I did, but we could wait till next week. I have that over your head. Yeah, you can three. hold it over me and just know that I don't know what's coming. Guess what happens? <laughs> I, I, um, Paul Dano comes back and kills AJ. He was a bowling pin, yeah. Yes, or he kills then, him with that mint condition rubber soul album and then he uh takes his dead body but his body's animated now and he sails <laughs> him across the sea he just farts his way to europe he does farts his way to europe uh I actually tried to watch Paul... about 15 minutes i tried to watch the movie i made it about 15 minutes it is unique yeah it it definitely has people that really love it mm-hmm. I, yeah some people who are like okay it is i see what it's doing here for a farting corpse movie, it is very artistic. It is a little more than just farting corpse movie. Uh, but it's, you know... I It didn't grab me like I'm sure... It, it probably means a lot to some other people. Sure. Yeah. It didn't mean that much to me. But I am a Paul Dano stan. Uh, I think he's great in Prisoners. Have you not seen Prisoners? You should go see Prisoners. Turn this podcast off. Go watch Prisoners. That's my advice. I haven't seen it, but I, like we need to do the podcast. So should I know. I, should we stop now? I and... think we should stop. Watch Prisoners. Come back. Okay, we're stopping now. Now. Hey, and we're back. Hey, how did you like the movie? Now, tell me everything. Uh, what did you think about the movie? Give me like a description of what happened in Prisoners. Dude, Paul Dano. This is a this is his performance of the ages. Okay. And... <laughs> You know, he's a prisoner, and... Okay. Dude, I think everybody would love okay. it if they went and saw it. Paul Dano... Feel is, good movie? Yeah, feel, feel good. Movie good of the year. Feel good movie of the year. It's, uh... It's really something. Really something. What do you think about that ending, huh? It's hard... It's really hard to put it in words, how I felt about it, but I would say... Stupendous. Stupendous, Okay. Yeah. Have you heard of prisoners? No, never. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he gets raped by a large man at some point. No, no, well it's not about prison. It's there is no prison, okay. Hugh Jackman's in it, Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. It's pretty much oh. Hugh Jackman I think it's his daughter or his son uh goes missing. Uh he's like so it's obsessed like with finding bones. his kid. And he sees Paul he thinks Paul Dano is the guy who did it. And you're right. Paul Dano is a prisoner. And uh, uh oh, actually, I 
I've you either might have. I've either seen the trailer for that movie or I've seen a trailer for a movie with the same storyline. Okay. Does that make sense where Bud captures his his daughter's murderer or something? Okay, yeah. <clears throat> maybe. That sounds a, like something I've seen. It's uh Dennis Denis Villeneuve and it's an amazing movie. Okay. All it's, right. It's it's really good. I wouldn't say I'm a Paul Dano stan, but I do like Paul Dano. I wouldn't say stan. I would say fan. I I, I like whatever Paul Dano's in. That's Th- like, there will that, be blood. Is that sounds like the definition of a stan? But I'll okay, let, I'll fine. let you stan. degrade yourself down to to fan. All right, I'm I'm a stan then. I'll I'll stick with it. I'm a stan. Okay, that's uh, fine. There will be blood. Is incredible. It is. Yeah. It is. He's one of those actors that I can't like. He's awesome. But I don't know that I could like like rattle off mm-hmm. ten movies that he's been in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or ten. He was in Little Miss Sunshine. He was in. Totally forgot that. He was in. Um, there will be blood. He was in. Didn't he do something superhero-y or doing something superhero-y? Uh, he's kind of been in talks for something superhero-y. Oh, he was in talks to be the Riddler, or he is going to yeah, be the Riddler. Yeah, talks are going to be the Riddler, yeah. Something like that. Which I think would be perfect. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. great casting. Mm-hmm. I don't, Colin Farrell is the penguin, not as, not as, not as clear. I like Colin Farrell. I, I like yeah, him I don't those, problem. uh... You know, I I never really had any opinion on him, or I, I just didn't care for. Him, but he was in, or in Bruges is really good. Oh, I love that movie. He's really good in uh, with the Professor Lobster. Moody. Yeah, wait a minute. Or is that Hagrid? Colin Fer- no, That's no, 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 no. Colin Farrell is um, he is uh, I know exactly who Colin Farrell is, but Pro- Professor Moody is in in Bruges. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. No, you're right. Yeah, that's uh, what's his name? Um. I always forget it. I don't remember his name. Professor Moody. But uh, he's... I like that actor a lot. And his son is also in Harry Potter. His son is uh, a bit... His son played... Uh, um, Star... What What was that? The oh tiny God. version of him in uh, in in the prison where, where uh, the guy no, was keeping so real the Professor guy who Moody. Played, the guy who played Alistair Moody is a get very it, famous... Get his son is a small yeah, version I, I get of it. Dad. Yes, I understand. His son uh, is in Ex Machina. He was in the new Star Wars movies. He's in a oh. bunch of stuff. Yeah, he's uh, you would recognize him if you he saw looks him. vaguely like his dad. And if I knew it was his Vague. dad, I'd be like, "Hey, actually, not really. I don't think they look that much alike." Let me find find it out. Ex Machina. Uh, Paul Dano's in that, right? Is that Paul? No, Dano? No, that's not Paul Dano. That's uh, Oscar Isaac. Uh, Dom Hell Gleason. Okay. Dom Hall Gleason, you would recognize him if you saw him. And his I, dad, his dad is, uh, not Jackie Gleason. No, but, uh, Brendan Gleason. That's what his dad's <clears throat> name is. You recognize this guy? <gasps> that guy? Oh no way! Yeah, that's his son. Yeah. He was a Weasley. Okay. Yeah, he was a Weasley. Yeah. Was he Bill? All right. Yeah, I think he was Bill Weasley. Yeah, I know that guy. I love that guy. Yeah, He's yeah, awesome. That guy's really good. Had yeah. no idea. He does look like a skinny version of his dad. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. All right. Cool. So, Fun Sopranos, facts. right? <laughs> <laughs> that was all uh, Sopranos related. Can, can, can we kind of go, before we talk about the episodes, I, we need to talk about something really serious. Okay. I think we need to maybe have a little intervention with each other. Okay. About um, our diets. 
or diets. Because I've, I've been having a shit ton of baked ziti. I've been <laughs> finding you? Italian restaurants in Dallas and getting baked ziti and and everything. And so oh, I know I need a body. It's starting to get bad, Travis. Did you eat your dead wife's ziti yet? Or is that still I've, in the freezer? I, it's still in the freezer. Well, man. I'm out of Gabagool. You're I out will, of the Gabagool? I will, for the sake of the podcast, I will not purchase any more Gabagool until the next podcast. Okay. One week, no Gabagool. One week, no Gabagoo. I might have to get some Gabagoo. Now, I have been getting the Jimmy John's Italian sandwich, but that's just par for the course. Okay, I did have one of those this week. Because so. that has Capicola in it, right? Yes, very much. So so that's just par for the course. So that's my that's my main sandwich. I have gotten right. that for 10 years. Right, and I go to Jimmy John's about once a week. Yes. So yeah. I will not purchase right. Gabagoo from... The grocery store. From the Gabagoo store. From the Gabagoo store. I will yeah. only get my Gabagoo off <laughs> of a Jimmy John sandwich. I will lay off the big ziti f- until my wife is not dead anymore. Okay. So once we can figure out this whole life and death thing. Once we start watching, once uh, you get really into anime and <laughs> we watch Full Metal Alchemist, we'll... Look, uh... <laughs> I don't. I would love to do 30 minutes on my uh, my dipping the toes dipping my toes into anime this You're not week. getting into the right anime. What mm. did you even watch? You sent me a weird text. I and I think I was half asleep. I didn't <laughs> so, understand it. Sturgill Simpson's last album that he put out mm-hmm. was a concept album that he create he made an anime to go along with it. So it's essentially it was essentially like a 40-minute music video set to his album. Yeah. But it was insane. Like yeah. I couldn't even close to follow the story. You see, uh, yeah, you're you gotta you gotta tip your toe in slowly into anime. Probably and, and, shouldn't have gone with a concept album anime to start. No, and like anime, it's just a style. I mean, there's a bunch of different. It's not all, you know. Like there's definitely anime out there that I would not be into, but yeah. then there's like like Cowboy Bebop is very. It, it have you ever seen Firefly, the TV show? Yeah. I know about it, but I've never seen it. Uh, it's pretty much just Firefly, but it's it's an anime. It's okay. a, it, it, it's like it's Space Cowboys. Well, you know, I've I'm, I've already committed to your last Airbender, <laughs> where I will be letting you guys know that. if it's anime or not. Okay. Um, what do you consider being anime? If it looks like anime. Okay. All right. <laughs> like it, I can only tell you by sight. I can't give you any characteristics. It's just I look at it and I'm like anime. Because there can be things that don't look anime that are anime as fuck. Yeah, but that does, that's of no concern to me because, right. like, it doesn't look anime. Right, okay. You're just doing look. Just look. It's all visual for me. Okay. Okay, and well... early returns on on just seeing pictures on the internet of Last Airbender, I'm leaning anime, just so you know. Is The Sopranos anime? Not these episodes. Okay. <laughs> Oh, the Christopher episodes are anime, but these no. <laughs> okay, I would say explain yourself, but we're we're already ten. We're minutes, so late. We're so late. We've just uh, dicked around too much. Yeah, we did. Pi oh my. Okay, Pio, Yes, this is the Norm Hitchkiss episode. This is the Norm episode. Yeah, yeah. I I could just see Tony channeling Norm throughout this entire I think episode. Tony would break Norm's kneecaps. <laughs> 
or oh, would he be like Tony? Oh, it might be like an arty situation where they're just too good of friends for him oh, to it's really just, hurt. Uh, I just, I just lost on the horse again, pal. I was doing the picks, but uh, I'm sorry, pal. I don't have the money. Oh. I could uh, do some uh, ads for uh, Sylvia's for you. <laughs> Talk about the police carrot. <laughs> Maybe pulling back so the your, curtain a your little norm too much. Is, your norm is uh, is is like early 90s norm maybe i'm pulling back the curtain a little bit there <laughs> maybe maybe a little bit all right we've wasted too much time no more all jokes. right it's serious sopranos time now. serious sopranos talk <clears throat> uh quite honestly i don't have a lot of fun facts or like insight in into this episode like i just yeah. like i can tell you what happened um i there is one section of this episode though where i took zero notes I don't care to talk too in depth about it, but I have three things written down. Mm. Janice is a cunt. I wrote I, Janice is thirsty. <laughs> I hate her. I hate her so much. I can't do it, dude. I it's an irrational hate, but every time she's on screen, I want to kill myself. It's the worst. And then now that she's infringing on your boy Bobby, I can't. I, I just can't handle it, dude. I'm gonna. I'm gonna lose it. I think this is why I stopped watching the show. Mm. Really? You I just think, hate women? <laughs> I hate Janice. I okay. love women. Let me tell you one thing. Let me I tell you women. one <laughs> thing about me that all you ladies out there will come to find out. I love girls. Okay. <laughs> but Janice <laughs> fucking sucks. Cannot stand her. I don't like her contrived... Uh, attempts at making puss, er, pussy uh, at making Bobby's family happy and placating to them to go watch television spoiling those kids mm-hmm. I don't like that he's pressure she she's pressuring him to eat his dead wife's ziti I don't like any of it she's a bit thirsty she's she's wanting what I mean she's doing it because she feels like he's a good guy and she's, he would be a good husband for her okay that's fine that's great. I don't think she's doing it for any kind of monetary or weird power thing. No, no. But, but the it's way still she's very going, controlling. Yes, it's, the it's way very she's going obvious. about it. It's very obvious, yes. very blatant. And uh, like the pressuring, she's just really trying to get him to eat this ziti so that she he can get over his dead wife so that she can move in. I think I wrote that this makes me sh- sick. I the hate show it. is so much about food. Like food is the answer for everything. Food is the answer for like how will I get? How will I know when I'm done grieving for my wife when I eat her ziti? Right. You know, it, it's all the people bringing food over to his house. I mean, it, food is like the number one thing in the show. I guess. Well, number- think about the last few episodes we just had with mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Sack's wife, yeah. and just the comparison of. Johnny Sack's wife eating the way she eats, and throughout that entire episode, there's not a single scene where Tony doesn't have something in his mouth at some yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. Like you're you're totally right. This is it's Sopranos of of, of food. I'm sure there has to be because I uh I bought Austin Guttery uh I for his I think it was birthday or Christmas a Hobbit cookbook, a Lord of the Rings cookbook, hmm. and I, I bet you there has to be a Sopranos cookbook out there. Surely there is, and I yeah. bet it's all delicious because i'll tell you i do want some of that lasagna that she stole and said was hers yeah i like how junior knows for a fact that's not the (laughs) he was like nah that's carmella's lasagna i know that lasagna 
How does that? I, I did think, though, Janice maybe did a good thing, though, getting Bobby back to work. I do agree. And I also thought it was really cool seeing Bobby, like, do I was about work. to say that. Yeah. Because he, uh, he goes was from, cool as well. He goes from, like, teddy bear to the most intimidating person yeah. you can. Because he's still a big guy. Yeah. But with his personality and what we know about him, he's a big teddy bear. Right. But the moment he sits down at that bar and talks about the three places where he would put place bullets. Yeah. If he were to vote for that other guy, I was like, oh. Yeah. I get it now. <laughs> yeah. He's good at what he does. Mm-hmm. That was fun to watch. Because cool. that's the first time you've ever seen him do anything like that. Right. Because he's yeah. been chauffeuring, like... I don't know what happened in the middle of season three for them to realize that they were wasting Bobby by just having him chauffeur junior and be like comedic relief because the last 10 episodes or so, he's just been firing. And it might be just that like, Oh, this guy's really good. And we want to do more, you know, exactly. like, like been in lost or, uh, or, um, Breaking Bad with Jesse, you know, it's sure. like, oh, this character is great or this actor is great. Let's work more with this, you know. Yeah, like yeah. Jesse was only supposed to be like a one season character, yeah. at first, and mm-hmm. two, three, eight episodes shooting he's down like, the road, and now he's the co star, and he's probably the uh, the most favorite fan favorite character. I would say, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. he's the one that, or the most sympathetic character in the whole show. He's we the one people have, rooted for. Yeah, know? we could have a little conversation about that type of character, though. Mm-hmm. The type of character that kind of yeah. pigeonholes a guy into something to where he almost can't work for the rest of his career. Or yeah. makes it very difficult to work for the rest of his career. Yeah, so would they... would Gandolfini have been able to transition past Sopranos into like a second career, essentially, after the Sopranos? Or would he kind of be the mafia guy now? Or the Tony Soprano type? Because he was in some stuff after. He was. But nothing like... Not huge. No. Uh, he was the voice of one of the wild things, where the wild things are. Mm-hmm. Uh, he Not on was, camera. So right. there's... He was in a movie. I think he was released post-mortem. Mm-hmm. It was with him and Joey Louis-Dreyfus, I want to say. Right. And it was like a romantic comedy. Yeah. I think. It, uh, that sounds correct. Yeah. I know it was with Julia Louis-Dreyfus, but I think that would have been fascinating to watch that. I mean... Cranston's dabbled in some stuff, but he's not hit anything well, huge afterwards. I, I think well, Cranston though, everyone remembers older. him from Malcolm, Malcolm in the Middle, though, right? You know, and he and he's been in a bunch of movies as different characters. I think he, I think, and and when you see him in movies, he never plays that character. He plays right. other characters. I think yeah, I think he, I think you have to have maybe a career beforehand that's been substantial, mm-hmm. like Cranston. Uh, right. or because yeah, I think it's fair. Or you need to hit like multiple times, right? Like you or, have to have multiple giant roles. Yes, diverse giant roles. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm even thinking like someone like uh, Do- uh Dominic Monaghan, which is mm-hmm. very very lower scale, but he did Lord of the Rings and then he did Lost. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't done really anything after that. But those and are very, he wasn't necessarily like an he iconic, wasn't right? Yeah, you know. Uh, where like, and then you have dudes like, which we've talked about this before, Daniel Radcliffe, who just doesn't even feel the need to try to do that. 
Right. Like he's got his, he's made his, his money. So now he's just doing <clears throat> he's artistic license, whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's been um, doing a lot of indie stuff. So I would have loved to have seen yeah, post- Gandolfini's post Sopranos career to see what it would be. It's not a knock on anybody that like they play this iconic character and then don't necessarily tough, ever man. like yeah. come I mean, close Malcolm to McDowell. that top. Yeah. I mean, Malcolm McDowell like never could escape Clockwork <clears throat> Orange. Um, yeah. You could even say like, uh, well, I think also Mark Hamill had issues with his face. Which is why it yeah. goes to a lot of them end up doing a ton of voice work. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't necessarily have to be pigeonholed as this guy when they don't see your voice. Because you know what happened to Mark. Because you wrote that mean tweet about Mark Hamill. Uh, I didn't write today. a mean tweet about Mark Hamill. I do know he is in a wreck okay. in between, yeah. uh, was it New Hope and Empire? Yeah. Yeah. That's why his face looks a lot different. And he, you know, he was like a very good looking guy and he still was good looking, but like, it was very different. You know, he looked very scarred up. He looked older. He looked like he aged like 10 years and two years. Yeah. And I mean, like, and also just, I mean, he got old too. Like he started to look old early. Same with Malcolm McDowell. Like he's very jowly. Yeah. Jowly people don't tend to, don't tend to age well. No. And so that has a lot to do with it. like Tyrion Lannister and you fucking Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and that can happen too. I don't know. It, it's a it's an interesting perspective. That'd be good to find like a list of people who could not escape their mm-hmm. uh, roles. I think it's probably easier nowadays. Probably so. harder back in the day to do it. Yeah, I think well, especially so. way back in the day because like you were just a type and you couldn't mm-hmm. really go out of that type. Think about. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying I'm you know I love the dude or anything, but like Robert Pattinson's done a pretty good job. Robert Pattinson's really good. Well, yeah, I. He He's also finds his job. way into franchises too, you know. Yeah, he has, but I think yeah, he's done a very good job job for himself in the last mm-hmm. few years of taking these really crazy roles and diversifying himself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's where the indie stuff comes in. I think like a lot of these guys, that's what the well, they'll, what they'll do is they'll do. Oh, they're this name they're known for this, and so they're gonna do these like really weird indie roles you know in a weird way that's sort of what um robert downey jr did after he got out of prison is he did mm-hmm. a bu- like what five six smaller movies uh that ended up doing pretty you know okay to, to well in the box yeah. office and were artistically praised a lot of them and then he parlayed that into the biggest yeah. part of anything of all time yes yeah mm-hmm I think we were talking on the hard line about, uh, this was two weeks ago about, this is mostly about, um, sports figures, but it went into like music and and movies and stuff as well. And they're talking about, uh, like people who were heroes and then became villains, Uh like, you know, like Michael Jackson or, uh, or Bill Cosby, but they're talking about like the reverse of that. Like people who were like seen as heels that turned good. And I, I said, Robert Downey Jr., like that's yeah. a great example. Just that, like someone Tiger who... Woods in some respects. Eh. If you want to go back to sports, yeah, I guess Tiger Woods. Um, There's really only two other storylines: the Adriana and I forget the name of her club, the Crazy Horse. Yeah, that's sort of now turning in. So, in the Sepa Wall book, he mentions a lot of this episode is uh, maybe Tony, kind of kind of creeping into things that aren't his and reaping the benefits mm-hmm. and not taking any responsibility or not taking any of the ownership where, you know, he kind of steals the horse away mm-hmm. from, 
from uh, Ralphie. He uh, he kind of the Adriana's club doesn't really belong to her. They're Which, now kind of infiltrating that. To be fair, like it never did. Never did. No. Like Chris and Furio, I think got the club. They did. And they gave her the managership. They right. didn't give her ownership. She's right. the manager. Right. She she should have known going into this the way it was going to be. You have Carmela wanting to, you know, get some financial security from Tony. Is she up to something or, like, not fully informed? I think she's like to... All right, so there is something from she's the third per- episode that I won't get into, but... Pretty much the whole, you know, remember the whole idea of being in his nature, Tony. Like this is in his nature that he's a shark. I yes. think it might be in in Carmilla's nature to plot something that she's not really thinking about, but or maybe thinking she is. fully through. Okay, yeah. that makes a lot of sense because I think, um, like you said, this a lot through this episode is Tony not taking, uh, not taking responsibility for things. Especially, like, I mean, right there, not taking respon- not taking responsibility for the future of his family necessarily, um, and kind of going about not doing that specific way she wanted to do it in a in a backhanded way where he could have mm-hmm. just been like how about we do a living trust instead yeah. of a trust but this all of his actions in this episode i feel like get sort of resolved at the end when he's at maybe his most most vulnerable that we've seen him in that barn with the horse and the goat and yeah, and his only only time he's really calm is when he's with an animal, you right? Know, another animal, or 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 a woman. Yeah. Well, even then, there's strife. You know, there is, but yeah. it's little. <clears throat> it's helpless women and animals. Those are his like two and soft children points. and like and children. Yeah, yeah, children. So and this, you know like, what's funny is they later on in the series that will be very much pressed upon. Yeah. So yeah. like this episode. He's ignoring responsibilities and taking advantage of people. And then I feel like at the end, it sort of like kind of brings him down to earth. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to transition into the next episode yet, but that does take us to the next episode where he's doing nothing but trying to absolve himself of being a terrible person. You know what? It is the next episode. It is the episode, this episode where that is mentioned, right? Because yes, yes, you're right. This episode is where, at the end, Artie says, "Oh, you planned this the whole time." And then he's like, "Did I?" The so, season four. Oh, so or the 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 season or episode six? Yeah, he like, and that's why Tony's so mad is because he spent the last fifty minutes of this episode trying to prove to himself that he's a good guy. He he, you know, he gets told he's a good guy, and yeah, he, he asks times. several times, "What am I an? What am I a toxic person?" Yeah. And then at the end, when he's Still trying to do the right thing. Like, he's absolving Artie of this debt. Again, not trying to get too deep into that episode yet. But, like, absolving Artie of that debt. He's done all these other things. And then Artie still reminds him that he is not a good person. Mm-hmm. And all Artie is doing is regurgitating something that Tony said to him back in season one. Yeah. He is. And what he what he said to um, his other friend, uh Terminator guy. <laughs> yeah. The, okay. Yeah. He said exactly what he, that's what he said yes. to him. It yes. was in my nature, you know? And I, I, I do want to mention the previous episode. Uh, I did like, this is sort of just a, I did like uh, Tony's power move of 
he's getting the money from Ralphie. He just kind of like, leaves his hand out there. That was awesome. That was a power move. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was really good. Um, <clears throat> I also thought it was hilarious when Ralph is like ignoring his trainer. And asking Tony for the advice. And yeah. Tony's just saying whatever she said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is cool. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, Ralphie is very, like, just, yeah. The way they talk to people in this show, or at least the way Ralphie talks to people in this show, it's sort of what we talked about last week and how, like, superior they think they are to everybody else, mm-hmm. you know? To yeah. any other what person that's not Italian or, or in their line of work. Yeah, like when he meets uh, he meets Carmela's cousin that comes to the track, and he he's just giving him a hard time to give him a hard time. Yeah, I also think that there are just people out there like that that are just of course, yeah. I don't know that they necessarily mean bad things by it all the time, but they're just kind of an inherently an asshole. Yeah, and Ralphie has always been inherently an asshole. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, With the FBI and Adriana. I felt like the most interesting thing about their conversation is they like kind of got her to turn or turn things around a combination of them taking over the club, the, you know, the, the mob guys taking over the club, but like years of trust and just what she believed to be truths were broken when they were like, you really think that put that pussy bumping Sarah oh, yeah, and, yeah. and Richie, a prio are in witness, in protection. witness protection. You'd think we would know that about that, right? Which realistically, they probably wouldn't. Right. Or even if even if they did, they'd probably say they the say would thing. say that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I thought it was a a, a good scene where they see where uh, Adriana actually witnesses Furio beat up that one guy, and she's yeah. like, "It's very Godfather where." You know, oh, now I see what's really going on here. Right. It's sort of almost like that's the first time she really realized what business Christopher's in. Right. And then she, at the end of the episode, which we know she's been having tummy problems, mm. uh, she decides to go back to the drugs to try and make it a little bit yep. better. Man, a lot of heroin in this. Big heroin season. Yeah, big, big heroin, heroin season. season. I also was wondering how long they were going to keep uh, the the undercover agent with her because mm-hmm. like how effective can this really be with the person yeah. she's that mad at and right. luckily they had her while i was like how long are we going to keep her around luckily she left so yeah um but you know and ironically I, I she know... was like offended when she left yeah. like you're leaving me here i never know how we're supposed to feel about the fbi agents are we supposed to hate them are we supposed to root for them i feel like they're they're given enough they're kind of bumbling but they're also kind of up with upper hand mm-hmm. you know i never know like how, how we're i guess maybe that's the point but i think um i think mostly the fbi is there to to form as an opposition yes but really to like show that they're not that much different because they're yeah. doing, they're doing a lot of things. You know, they're they don't care how they get this information out right. of Adriana. They just need yeah. the information. Um, because you're right, they're not really bumbling. They're not like a comedic relief, and they're moving the plot forward a little bit. But uh, she's too stupid to like really right. help them right now. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they you kind and they, they kind of were they were their hands were forced. They had to right. go in. They they're they're thinking long con, but like they're 
lamp, it just fizzled out. They had to go in and do what well, they same could. thing with uh, Danielle. She was wasn't she was made somehow. I don't remember how. There was a reason why they like went and picked her up so early. Danielle. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Cause uh, cause Christopher, cause she convinced. That's right. That's yeah, he right. convinced yeah. her that she uh, that she was putting a move on Chris. That's right. And yeah. so she was pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why. So yeah, I I I don't really view them necessarily as like the bad guys. And in fact, in the last two seasons, there really hasn't been a quote bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um. Because, I mean, Ralphie was sort of the bad guy last year. The, the, I just don't view them as the bad guys, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should, but right now... Ra- Ralphie's definitely a, a foil, but... Yes, yes. You know. He's a red herring. But, uh, you know, there's not too many... I think yeah, we're there's... supposed to view Adriana as the bad guy for talking to them. Yeah, but you can... You can like, you sympathize. Confused. Oh, for sure. Like and I just she said, doesn't know, like... Because I, I, you know, I wrote down what would happen if she told Tony, "Hey, uh, the FBI is on me." Yeah. I wonder how often she's—is she bugged at all? I don't think so. I don't I think, think they so either. Showed you, yeah. Yeah, I think she's just talking. Yeah, I, I, I kind of wonder. I assume it would probably well, go just fairly, pretty close to the same as it does. You're just dead. Yeah. They don't react real well to anybody talking to the cops at all. Or, or what if what if when she gets picked up, the the, the day she gets picked up, she and goes he to Im- Tony. she immediately goes and tells him. Yeah. <clears throat> Gee, I don't know. It's a good question. I I, I wouldn't want to find out. <laughs> okay, <know? laughs> to her, what would happen to her being Christopher's? Yes, fiance. Fiance, or like just somebody in. No, no, no. I'm saying her specifically. Her specifically, I think. I think she falls under the same umbrella as Artie, somebody that he like actually loves and couldn't hurt, mm-hmm. unless you know something real bad were to happen. But I could, s- I could see, I yeah, I could see like the other people though saying oh, yeah. we should get her. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's very similar to the pussy thing where I, I don't yeah. think Tony really wanted to kill pussy, mm-hmm. but he knew he had to because it wasn't going to stand with anybody else. Right. Yeah. But, but, but he's, he always had gave pussy an out. You remember? Like he told pussy, Hey, if you ever need to talk about anything, let me know. Mm-hmm. It will help you. It was before anybody just, else. Like, yeah. And I wonder if that's just a load of bullshit. I wonder if it was a tactic like, to get him to admit it. Yeah. Cause I wonder like if he, if he would lend that same olive branch out to, or lend that same thing out to Adriana, I guess I would say that no, then yeah, that he wouldn't, because Pussy was his you know best yeah. friend, whereas Adriana is kind of just a girl. Mm-hmm. Christopher is, a, you know, she gets more leniency say than if it was like one of Silvio's Gumars or something, obviously, yeah. but. I don't know. Probably gets okay. What would what would happen if Pussy's wife started talking? Probably or any any of the probably other wives. kills just killed. That's what I'm right? thinking. Yeah. I, I mean, and I think this. 
I think the question gets answered for us later in the season anyway. Well, that's when she's like said a lot. But I wonder, like, you haven't said anything. You've just been picked up. How now, can he know I that guess... she hasn't actually said anything? You're right. Though? That that's the because that's, that's what they because that's what Pussy said is like he kind of undershot how long he'd been in or right. you know and. Yeah. He under undersold what he had told them, and that's what you would tell the person. Right. You know? Yeah. That's true, too. You don't know how much they've actually said or how long. Uh, also, I was watching, like, a this video that came up on YouTube. It was this mobster or ex-mob guy going over, like, mob movies and how realistic. And he was talking about The Sopranos. Like, you know, it, if we had found out a, mo- a boss was talking to a therapist, the therapist and the boss would be killed. Really? Yeah, so like, it's not realistic. Tony would be talking to a shrink, and everyone would be wow. cool with it. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. The boss and the therapist, but like, killed. but I hear like, I think people who might have been in organized crime really love the show. Yeah, but that part might be a little. So it's the shorts, which I think we missed that because of our lost episode. Oh, we did. Yeah. Okay. So there's a there's a spot in uh, what is it episode three or four I don't remember which one might even probably been one, or two. one or That's, two maybe yeah. it was in one or two where Carmine one of the one of the bosses says in passing to Tony that a Don doesn't wear shorts and that was because a allegedly somebody who was connected to the mob said hey uh, Don's don't wear shorts mm-hmm. and then the funniest part about it is is after Carmine dies later in the series Tony starts wearing shorts again yeah <laughs> so that's kind of on the same line we don't we don't talk to uh, therapists and we don't do shorts but other than that you guys Perfect. nailed it <laughs> well it's funny because he's talking about like the dialogue like he was like well th- this isn't uh, but the dialogue what Tony is saying in the scene is spot on yeah you know he was talking about like his relationship with his son and not wanting his son to be in organized crime and stuff and mm-hmm. He's like, oh yeah, that's spot on. That's you know how usually people think. Say so yeah. kids in it. That's really cool. Yeah. That was a fun fact. That was a fun fact. I always feel weird with those videos because you know that it's like, well, this person's probably a horrible human being who's done horrible, horrible things. I, I know everyone can be yeah. redeemed themselves, but like you're literally talking to an un, <laughs> uh, like an uncharged murderer. Who? Yeah, and a rat also. Uh, yeah, yes. Yes, spilling all the details. To so- okay, yeah. so I wonder how like the mob views. Is it Tony Sirico that was in the in the mob or mob connected? Yes, organized crime connected. So I wonder how they view that. I mean, they didn't kill him, so. But that might have just been like low level, though. You know, right? Like he did a job for him once. Like he yeah. drove the getaway car. And he, yeah, like yeah. Who knows? I think the mob is also probably like. Maybe like ten percent less dire stakes at all times than what we think it is. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like it's a little bit more like a regular job than what we really think. Like yeah. it's not a constant backstabbing. Maybe it is shit. I don't know. But like it can't be constant backstabbing and killing, right? Yeah. So like sometimes uh, they're like, "Fuck, just probably shouldn't have done that." But man, we don't we don't need a murder rap on our hands. We just don't have time to go out to the docks. It's coronavirus. We need to stay inside. <laughs> So, I see, you saw the other thing you sent me, the, the, the quarantine, oh, the Sopranos quarantine. episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was kind of funny. Um, All right. Now we've talked for uh, f- 40 think, minutes about yeah, one episode. Have. Yeah. Uh, next episode. Well, we talked about the other episode a little bit. Yeah, we did. We did. I think the main gist, though, is that uh, Mercedes girl, Gabrielle, uh, committed suicide, he finds mm-hmm. out. Gloria? Gloria. Why did I say Gabrielle? Gloria. I don't know. Gabagool. Gabagoo. Gabaliorio. 
Uh, yes. Yeah, so she and it gets, of course, uh, Carmella, who's in a very uh, gossiping, gossipy mood. She is. That's the most cheerful we've seen her all season, by the oh, way. Oh yeah, well she she's got Furio coming over, you know. Uh, that's true. Big day. Yeah. Uh, she breaks the news to him, which was hilarious. Is he's yeah. crying in bed with his wife because his girlfriend died? Yeah. And then he confronts Melfi about it. And he does his intense thing to Melfi, a little, a little scary. Yeah, smack something across the table, lean over. Like, yeah. she tells him she knows what to say and how to handle the situation. But, like, you're not gonna hurt her. Just sit down, Tony. We all know this. We've been through... It's season four. We're halfway through season four. We know the whole... The whole we know your shtick. Mm-hmm. Just sit down. Just sit down. That was a huge yawn for everybody on that's listening to the podcast. Just know that my point just made Trey yawn. No, that your, well, your point didn't make me yawn. <laughs> um, yeah, and then he gets super drunk. <laughs> kind of walks around town doing good deeds. He does. It's a regular uh, Christmas story, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think that's kind of the 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 biggest probably the biggest point coming out of this episode is him seemingly spending most of the episode trying to prove that he's not a shitty person mm-hmm. you know he's um let's see i've got it all written out here so he gets the trust thing going for carmella he did not know that was happening apparently he called brian in the middle of the night to get it hurried along he sets up brian with his suit guy takes that bitch Janice out for for dinner, decides to go ahead and include Furio and a blind date in his Billy Joel thing, yeah. which, by the way, that might be the most Tony Soprano artist out there, right? Like, Billy Joel? It's like, it's like Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Billy Bunch Joel. Bunch of classic rock, yeah. For Maybe the 70s. Bruce Springsteen, yeah. Oh, big, he's a big boss guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. He loves the boss. Mm-hmm. Um. And then all of that, and then he hears about Artie asking Ralphie for money and comes to, to him and is like, I'm your friend. Let me take this bottle and I'll give you $50,000. Mm-hmm. Only for at the end, while helping a friend, to be called out for exactly what he is. And it's a shark. Yep. That's not what he's doing and it's absolutely not what happened. But it's true and it mm-hmm. pisses him off. Yeah. He knows it's true. I thought the AJ stuff was interesting. Oh yeah, this is where we get Paul Dano uh, right, in the yeah. episode. I thought that was an interesting look, and maybe how how the Sopranos, how Tony and Carmela have raised him, because you know he gets a girlfriend, and he's like, and all his friends and his girlfriend, like they're, they're all talk about how wealthy you know, a or how awesome AJ's house is, and. And AJ's trying to flaunt his wealth. He's like, oh, yeah, the, my dad owns a strip club. Let's go to the strip club. But he goes to the wrong place. Uh, they, He's like, hey, you know, uh, he wants to have sex with his girlfriend. So he's like, hey, let's go hook up in my sister's dorm room, which is weird. And fails to mention exactly what he's trying to do on the phone. Right. That and was the most to, telegraphed. Yeah. She, you're going to not end up where you think you are. No, no. You're no. And he goes over there and... And then, you know, and his girlfriend's really like, oh, she doesn't care. She likes AJ. She really does like AJ. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't care about the house and stuff. And 
And they go over to her house, and AJ is like, why didn't you tell me you were richer than I am? I feel shitty now. I think I, that, like, uh, it goes to, like... I think he was under the impression, and the audience is led to be under the impression that these kids are interested in AJ because of the cool house and the richness, but it's really the mob stuff. Oh, 100%. And I don't think he understood that. No, he didn't. Until he got to that. I don't even think he still does, because he's still bitching and moaning about his girlfriend being richer than he is. And and, Yeah, and that was like, and I think in his mind... I think wealth is so important. And I think that's yeah. maybe what, you know, Carmela brags about a $3,000 whatever thing. Seemed slightly out of character for her to do that. That was but... a little out of character, yeah. But whatever. I think it was trying to be, you know, like one of those, hey, let's have this character just try to make a make a, a point even though it's out of character. Right, you know, yeah. Thing. yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a big deal. It was just a yeah. passing moment, you know. It was just kind of, Carmela doesn't do that really, that kind of thing. No. But, but she did right there. <laughs> she did. Uh, yeah, so I thought that was uh, yeah, that was pretty interesting. I, I guess thought that was very stuff. interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> Plus, they had our favorite Beatles album, Mint they Condition. Did. They had Rubber Soul. <clears throat> Do and, love that album. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, I think okay. This is also the start of a uh, woke AJ. <laughs> Yeah. Though and we've I, seen sprinkles of that throughout. Yeah, you know? and it, it took the girl to kind of ignite some of those flames yeah. for him. <clears throat> but he also, um, I think AJ's starting to starting to grow into his part a little bit. Uh-huh. Because this has finally been a time where, like, I've seen him and it made sense. Like, he he, he seems to be this, the, the right, like, kind of grouping of type of people to be with that girl. Uh-huh. Um, he had some time where I didn't feel like he really matched. Like I didn't feel the character. The, the, the actor matched the character, but I feel like we're growing. We're getting there. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, speaking that of actor gr- hasn't done much at all after this. No. And I, you know, throughout the, the three and a half seasons we watched, I haven't seen a ton of growing no. in his like ability to act. I, I see meadow every <laughs> now and then it's some, some things, but yeah, she'll pop into things every now and then. Yeah. She's so um, hot. Very, yeah, very, very hot. Anyway, um, Tony calls Chris in the middle, not in the middle of the night, at like seven (laughs) fifty-five, while they are stoned off their ass, tying one off. You know, they're so high that they're in the middle of getting higher, but keep falling asleep and can't get higher. That's how high they are. Meanwhile, that little dog is eating uh, Adriana's pizza. They're going to have no pizza left. No, that's that's a very uh, Dan's dog move. Yeah, it's a very Dan's dog move. Uh, that's a poor little dog. And then Tony reveals his plan for Chris to yeah. become his go-between. He does. Doesn't into stop him from doing century, heroin. Into yeah. the 21st century, but we're already in the 21st century, Tone. <laughs> He's like, fuck it, T, whatever you say. Hey, whatever you say. Oh, yeah. He's in there. We're all like, yeah, that's a good good answer. Yeah. Good answer. When your boss has to start a conversation with, our, have you been drinking? Yeah. And then you start questioning things that he says at the end of it. You're not doing great, especially not mm-hmm. in a promotion conversation. Just take the answer and move on. Yeah. And then the last thing in this episode is... Uh, Artie's attempt to be a mobster. Yeah, that's that's funny. 
just went really, really terribly. I guess he's got uh, a new French hostess who's got a brother with a business venture, which oh, never sure. that no. never worked out well for anybody. No, that's not. That's nobody's not crush's well. brother has any good business at business venture. But he and Tony thinks, gives him, hey, you need to go over there and talk to him if he's not going to give you your money. Right. And so he does. Very, you know, he does his little Travis Bickle thing in the mirror and yep. <laughs> goes and over there. It went about as well as we could have expected, but I was just, I was really rooting for Artie to not be a complete puss <laughs> and like be able to beat up a tiny French man. But it's, that's not at all what happened. No. It's not at all what happened. Got his ass kicked. Although. Jean-Pierre did do the world one giant favor, and that was ripping that fucking earring out of his ear. <laughs> yeah, that was annoying me. <laughs> Is it, we were about done with that, so that's yeah. okay. Yeah. And then, uh, just to bring this episode full circle, Artie goes home and tries to kill himself. <laughs> yeah, and so Tony, you know, does a little uh, suicide awareness and helps. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of suicide in this episode. Yeah, there's two, one suicide, one attempted suicide. And a suicide joke. Which one was that? I guess it was less of a joke, but it was sort of a joke when Tony asked Janice if she had ever known anybody oh, who yeah, committed yeah, yeah. suicide. Tony, I lived in Seattle. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun. I chuckled at that. That was yeah. good. Yeah, that's a funny suicide joke. That was a funny suicide joke, wasn't it? it? You should say that on Cirque one day. Ooh, that's a good idea. Suicide joke of the week. <laughs> the suicide joke of the week. Yeah. <laughs> I could do uh, the suicide joke of the week and the Melfi rape fun fact of the week. Ooh, yes, those would be two great. Just put them in there during the segment. Okay, and have an open. Now it's time for the Melfi rape fun fact of the week. I will say that like Janice's, Janice's thing about Seattle, and there's this happens a lot in this show, but this show is like, this show sometimes is our parents for cultural like assumptions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, all, sure. all the things that our parents like I'm not she, sure if they're joking, but that they say in passing. The Chinese fit has MSG in it, you know. Yeah, then. yeah. We're worried about um what was it about what was it at the beginning of season two with AJ? I forget. He was I don't remember. But just maybe it's just the early, their late nineties worry of parents. Yeah. And that's just what I'm hearing, but it just sounds like my parents every time they talk about those sorts of things. Oh, sure. Sure. Uh, is there any other notes, man? Or are we... Shockingly, with as many side roads as we took... Yeah. I think we kind of hit everything. I think we did. Whoa. Uh, these are... I, I thought the these episodes were a bit connected, you know? I thought the segment was really good. I thought it kind of... Got into Tony's nature again, and uh-huh. I, yeah. What would you like? Pio Mai had really, really good parts to it. As a whole, it was kind of a different Sopranos episode. And everybody hurts was I. I really, really liked the second episode. I thought it was really, really good. And I'm not even. I'm not saying like Pio Mai is um, Christopher or anything like that. But I wouldn't say it stuck out as one that just no, like sh- you know that I'm just like whoa, where I typically uh, in the show like that. This season, I, I'm <laughs> kind of wondering where it's kind of all going. You know, I don't really have a clear yeah. idea right now. I think. I think last season was pretty similar, yeah. and maybe that's that might be the Janice thing, and 
this kind of the aimless wandering it's not a bad thing mm-hmm. but we don't have like a cl- there's not a store a clear story arc developing as of right now but that might have been one of the reasons why i why i ended up not continuing the show yeah. is because like we've kind of been doing the same thing for two and a half seasons or so and while it is very very good it's getting somewhat repetitive and i just don't have a clear like like we were talking about who's the bad guy who am i rooting against right now mm-hmm. um and some of the some of like the kind of the businessy side of the mob like the um going into you know zonings and and mm-hmm. and, and trade around some of that stuff kind of gets me tired head i don't totally yeah you know that's not as engaging but at the same time it's important um, it's, it's important, important and i also really like sometimes that stuff is boring i totally agree but sometimes it's bobby baklava doing his you know seeing him for the that's first time that's cool yeah you know what i mean yes like if we were doing if we were seeing characters doing things that we don't normally see them do all the time mm-hmm. but that that is mob related that's super cool yeah now them uh i don't know i thought it was interesting at the time the more i think about it the more i think it's a kind of wasted time like them sit in no show with them just kind of sitting around at the yeah. at the thing that was cool that was cool for a minute but the more i think about it i was like could we pick something else to do? You could have mentioned, because I felt like the whole point of that was to kind of show us what that was about. Yeah. Uh, they could have just mentioned that too and done something cool. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's not terrible, but it's just, you know, when it's not a show a this, no, then you this, know. you know, when you have a show this good, you feel like you're nitpicking sure. when you are saying negative things. Right. Right. Uh, so two more next week, right? Yeah. Uh, th- we are at the, I think I I've seen this. one of them. Yeah, you have. This is breaking news. Uh, Trey has finally passed Travis in yes. content taking taken in during a week. Right. Um, yeah. We're so we are directly in the in the midway point of the series. All right. Wow. I'm very very excited to see how the back half of the series goes. Of course, I I know we're getting close to when I stopped watching the first time. Still don't know exactly where that is. Um. I remembered the Janus stuff yeah. this week. So I know that, and the horse stuff. So I know that I've at least watched up to this point. I think I might have watched deeper into season four than I initially thought that I did. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're halfway through. I'm very curious to see how the back half I'm excited changes. because there are certain things in the back half, and maybe it isn't all of the back half, but it definitely gets weirder. Mm-hmm. And which, you know me... I'm all into my weird Twin Peaks kind of shit, you know? Yeah. Um, I loved uh, second season of Leftovers. I love Lost. I love Lamp. I love all <laughs> those things. Uh, so I'm excited for a few things that are going to happen, and I won't spoil it for you, but a okay. few things that are going <clears> to <throat> happen in the latter few seasons of the show. Before we wrap up for, for today, I have one mm-hmm. more kind of question that just just kind of popped into my head sure so the first few episodes we talked a lot about uh 9-11 and the changes post that i feel like it hasn't been quite as prevalent the last few episodes um for maybe the third one maybe the one i watched had a little bit more but okay not really i mean they mention it every now and then like mm-hmm. oh, the economy after 9-11 or yeah that everyone how we're feeling not as heavy-handed 
Yeah, it's not very heavy-handed, though. It's not like, we're going to have a 9-11 episode. And, I've, and it also could be that I'm kind of getting used to the different vibe that the show yeah. put off those first few episodes. Because it's not like it was a stark difference. But it right. is. It was, it was different enough that we noticed. But the writers and the storyboarding and the storylines are so good that maybe it's just kind of immersed itself already and I don't notice a huge difference. Uh-huh. And one other thing also, um, it is interesting how Tony totally blames himself for the suicide of um, um, Gloria. Yeah, Gloria. Because, you know, that's that's it kind of goes into Tony's uh, whole character of, you know, being miserable and, mm-hmm. and taking in misery. Because, you know, Melfi says it's a whole lot of reasons, but mm-hmm. he just says, no, it was him. It's all him. Whoa, Christopher is uh, Tony Soprano on drugs. Yeah. He does the same thing. He blames himself for everything. Yeah. That's yeah. probably a theme throughout the show. Is Other than Polly, I think they all might be blaming themselves for things. Probably, yeah. Well, that's all I've got this week. I can't yeah. believe we came in under an hour with all the time we were bullshitting at the I front know. of this thing. I know. I didn't feel like these were uh, super heavy talking point episodes. Second no. one more than the first, but um, I don't know. We talked about Harry Potter a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Uh, can't wait till the next episode where the giant squid appears. <gasps> Are they going to jump a shark? They, they, I think Tony's going to be on a jet ski and jumps a shark. Hell An yeah. actual he's shark. Gonna, he's going to jump the Meg. He is. He is. <laughs> All right. Before I say something else uh, de- demeaning, I'm going to get going. All right. Later. See you, Travis. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>